What's good, people? It's Shredge. It's Stone. And we've come to you for a brand new offer. Um, seems like there's issues we've kind of seen the last week or two. It's just not safe to be a bigot anymore. You've got cancel culture out there. You've got all these bad things. I mean, back in my day, it could be Richard Slayer slur, and nobody would really care. But right now, we've got PR issues. So what we're going to do is we're going to start a new organization, blackapologies.com. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you come to us, we'll craft a well heartfelt apology so you can get back in your good graces of the people and you know slur another day because um, apparently y'all niggas don't know how to make an apology out there bro I, I feel like with all of the money and media training and like I, your label where's your label at like Just letting you die on the vine come on son <laughs> come on son like I Man, like people don't know how to apologize, man. Like it's, it's, and it's not even like it's not even just the baby, like fucking Cuomo, like all these people. Like, come on, come it's, on, son. I, it's 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 <laughs> maybe it, maybe they just need to be putting out press releases like this. It says my bad, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I do so, think the baby and Cuomo could put out like a mixtape, like you know. It definitely toxic masculinity. It'll be like Sinatra and Gaga. It's just like, you know, the old school and new school. <laughs> Both bad wolf men. This would be, you know. <laughs> We're going to call it fucking Harry Fraud. It'll be like old Sinatra Beach chopped up. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just them, you know, hitting with the bars. Como doing a little background singing. It's going to be great. Oh man, like I, I, I feel like that needs to happen. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, uh, and put Tory Lanes on there. And uh, Tory Lanes, yes, most importantly, and Chris Brown. Like, like, like it's literally like like the the new Red Pack. Like, let's go. Uh, <sighs> but uh, since we kind of jumped the gun, uh, we're talking about the baby. Um, uh, for a little background for you guys who aren't exactly you know on the internet, wasting you know time and brain cells. The baby had a concert two weeks ago where he went on a rant about dirty people who have AIDS and gay men sucking dick in the parking lot, which seemed at the time very oddly specific. Um, subsequently, he got into a beef with Dua Lipa because, you know, it's very easy to get into beef with Dua Lipa. Um, online, she kind of basically called out his comments. And from that point on, it's been a bad word spiral of bad apologies and doubling down. Well, uh, he also got in the beef with Questlove. Although I do have to say Questlove put out like a very questionable like this to the baby where he was like, here's my dream lineup for a new black Woodstock. And yeah, it's that like, was, you know, like salt, little dragon, you know, the baby. Yeah, that seems <laughs> like, very, <laughs> that was, that, that was, you broke my heart. I was out here with this dark Barbie doll for 18 hours for your signature. You never showed up. It was very like, come on, bro. It was very weird. Although the baby was, the baby was just like, I don't know who you are. Although the roots backed up the baby. Yeah. And they probably have each other's number, <laughs> you know? Um, no, like, like, like it, it's kind of crazy. And I know like, this is not like a new story, but you know, just to, seeing this dude dig his own hole. Um, the most promising, one of the most promising rappers, I think, um, of the past two or three years, the baby. Um, yeah, if, always, if you like your rapidy rap, 
he, you know, we, we could definitely make an argument about him being one note, but as far as talent is concerned, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah. he, I, I think he's he was creative. He had, like, a really interesting cadence. I, I think he brought a lot of, of new things to the game, um, especially in, like, like I guess, like, kind of, I wouldn't call it street level rap, but you know, not you know, it just kind of had like a different flow, different cadence, uh, something else like, completely different. Um, and, you know, like he was, like had a really interesting life story. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, he was upwards and onwards, you know, and he had that Dua Lipa look, which is which was huge, you know, and to kind of like like as it's weird too because I, I do feel like. There's a certain amount of leeway that hip hop artists have to be homophobic. Agreed. Like, it is, sucks, but agreed. It's it's it sucks, and but it's true. There's a certain amount of leeway that like hip hop artists have to be homophobic. But the baby like crossed the line, combining it with the HIV age stuff, which was, I mean, come on, son. Like nobody talks like that since like eighties. It was, dude. That was the thing. It was literally a a a, a rant from like the nineteen ninety toxic masculine barbershop dude. Literally like barbershop <laughs> ice cube era. So it was just like why, like I said, especially the age one because that's like, you know, that's something where since then black women suffer more than anybody else. It's not really a that kind of like oh it was this kind of subgroup disease. You know, somebody in odds of somebody in baby's family suffered from HIV. So it's, it was a very like I said. It was so oddly specific. It, it makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look. I my my theory is that he, before the show, he was in this trailer and he pressed play on the like the you know, um, Lil Nas X industry baby video and he was triggered. You know, um, that's my theory. Um, he, and a <laughs> slight side rant. How are we so triggered by Lil Nas X? First, who's first of all knowingly? Tr- what I love about it is he's trolling them and they fall for it. Yeah. But I'm like, this is not the first time we've had queer artists. Like this is, eh, it, it's the know? first time that we've had a queer artist on top of the game. Like, wait, 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 wait! I I will not stand for this George Michael erasure. <laughs> I mean, all right. Oh, hip hop, black yeah. male rap, hip hop artists. I, which I would agree. I would like, agree. I, I, like, yeah. like, like, yes. <laughs> Shout out to George Michael. Art, rest in peace. By the way, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting daggers everywhere. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, and and I do think Lil Nas X is leaning into that, uh, very artfully and skillfully. Um, and I do think that an industry baby video, I, I saw it and I'm like, this is going to trigger some people, um, which was, I thought was a you know, great video. Yeah, that's fun. Um, and then like, you know, like it's really interesting too. Cause he had like Jack Harlow and Jack Harlow's with a, like, you know, standard, you know, video vixen. Right. And it's like really interesting to kind of see like those two juxtapositions play together. And it's just like, it's normal as it should be. Right. Everybody picks and chooses who they want to love. It's 2021. Get over it. Um, but anyway, I think I, I do think that it's probably like a trigger point for the baby. <laughs> Side question. So is Jack Harlow every rapper's one white friend? Oh, I thought that was like uh, James Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
But yeah, no, it, it's something where it was just a random, like very Ali specific offensive rant where A, obviously there's homophobia, but there's also this other word thing of the HIV part of it. And yeah. And so it was kind of interesting to see him initially double down saying that, you know, coming out of a video basically trolling about it, saying that, hey, if, you know, you don't conquer hate with hate, which I guess acknowledges that he's a bad person, <laughs> but you should not be mean to a bad person. I don't know that message. He subsequently kind of, you know, toughened it up where it, even in that last rant, which was almost there, he kind of blamed it on his upbringing and how, you know, he's quote unquote learning. But uh, as a result, he got dropped from like mad fucking like five in a row, bro. We, we lost. What did we lose? I know we lost a lot of Palooza, obviously. We lost Austin City Limits. I forget the others, though. Was he playing like Bonnaroo or something? He was Bonnaroo. Yeah. I know. Obviously, it's a lot of Palooza. Then it was then it was also Simply Limits. I definitely remember on that list. Maybe Bonnaroo. Hmm. And yeah, I, there, there, I mean, it was a lot. Like, like yeah. he's he's messing up his bag. But like, big because you got to figure if he's headlining or well, he won't be headlining, but he's you know definitely big font towards the end. A couple of hundred each pop, I mean, a couple of hundred thousand dollars each fucking gig. Easy. That's five gigs. That's a million dollars at least. You just because yeah. you couldn't yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, couldn't the that's baby like, to shut the fuck up. You know that's that's my thing. Like I don't understand people who double down on shit. Yeah. Right. Like cool. You know, like somebody calls you out. Right. And they say you're wrong. Instead of like actually going and like doing the research and doing the education to kind of figure things out, like no, you double down and you triple down, quadruple down. You know. And I think like now it's just kind of like one of those things where you know he put out that apology, but I, I think <laughs> it's a, again it was like written by some intern at the label. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But you know, it's just it's that that that's always fascinating to me. Like like people just digging their own graves, you know. And and here's the thing: I kind of even agree to. I want to say like like the bit like I said, the issue was the fact of where because hip hop was so male dominated, and there was the idea of where there really wasn't this space for for minority men to kind of talk about the issues. There's a toxicity there. You don't find a lot of other a lot of other places. And actually, let me rephrase this because I'm not gonna say hip hop is like that. But what I'm saying is the idea of where because it tends to be a space for a lot of men who are fucking very young, who are kind of immature. To be honest for you, talking about very real shit. Obviously, some of that young toxic male fucking shit that's in America's soil leaks into the music. What's kind of depressing is the idea of where, you know, the baby is not the baby. The baby is like fucking 30. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody yeah. where for as ignorant as you want to claim, and I'm not saying it's any better, but you could look at somebody, and, and I hate using this example, but like, even like a Tyler where, you know, I feature, they were out there throwing slurs all around, and even Tyler's kind of walked back and kind of said, hey, you know, I was kind of a little mature back then. It's weird for you to kind of be using these ideas, like, like you know, not even in 2021, but as a guy who kind of grew up in the era of gay rights like this like these are things that have kind of happened and you know and not, again not to excuse old bigotry but at least they could argue that it's something new this is normal shit and it's kind of weird for you to kind of drop the bag just for that so i don't know like i said it's on one hand you almost like applaud the idea that they were going to go down with this shit but at the same time it's a really fucking dumb ship yeah yeah definitely definitely so i mean i'm, I'm curious to see where what's going to happen with the baby i mean i'm 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 I feel like we have short memories. Really? And I also feel like if Chris Brown, if Chris Brown can come back, if people can still stand for R. Kelly, 
I do think there's like a the baby, like you know, like comeback in the works, and, right. and that is very sad to say. But <laughs> let's speak it plain. So I remember, I, I remember falling coming across the baby the first big album he dropped, and I was like, oh, this shit is a solid like 25, 30 minutes worth of music. It's great. The beats are banging. This guy's fucking spitting. I like the cut of this. This 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 guy's the future. I like this guy. But he's dropped the same fucking flow in the same album like three times in a row. Same beats to the point they're making fun of him on Black Twitter about it. That same little fucking hyperactive flutes and fucking skittle fucking trap music. So my thing is that fact of, you know, we don't like to say it. R. Kelly had jams. We don't like to say it. Chris Brown had jams. Like, you know, it was something where, damn, you know, I got these CDs. I'm physically invested in this. I would make an argument that, going back to that word space, like you said, he's kind of street, but kind of not. That word space he's in, I can't see him, like, you know, the DJ, like, oh, shit, I can't play the baby song. You know what I'm saying? And on the flip side, I can't see a dude who's going through some shit. It's like, oh, that's a classic album. That was that was my breakup album. You know, like, it hit me in the feels. He's in the weird space of where, and I hate to say it, and I say this as when he actually likes the baby, nobody's going to care if he has nothing else come, like, like, where's the baby slot is not. <laughs> Yo, that, that, that's real. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's, I, I think I might agree with that. that that's yeah. real. And that's not yeah. to say, and here's the thing, that's not to say we're better. Like, we're not. We fucking suck. Like, till this day, people ride for fucking Tory, Lan- Tory Lanas. People ride for fucking, <laughs> you know, even Kells and shit. So I'm not saying is that as the idea of where, you know, and oh, it sounds really horrible. Culturally, as far as the fucking culture is concerned, the babies are that important. Mm. Mm. Sorry. And I say this, this like I said, I like the first, I like, you know, it's just, it's just, we'll, we'll put a future track on there. Lil, Lil Uzi Vert has a track that can fit in that same exact slot. You know, nobody would notice. Look, I, I will say uh, my old man comes out because I always confuse the baby and little baby. So you might have a point there. <laughs> We've got plenty of babies out there. Come on. Lots of, lots of babies out here. We could get baby, you could get cash money baby for a low rate now. You know what I'm saying? definitely cheaper than the baby and that's a much more fun entertaining <laughs> baby at the end of the day i would go with that if i if you need a fuck if you, if you need a fucking guest appearance if you need a fucking you know featuring babies out there you know what i'm saying Bring out, baby the, is you out know there. what i'm saying get many fashion you know, the number one stunner now we got hot you know what i'm saying there's there's levels to this shit but yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> the worst baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. We we spent almost fifteen minutes on the, the baby. <laughs> yeah, so, let's let's move on to rappers that we actually like. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Kanye? No, the, the versus battle. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Uh, that's enough, that's somebody else we don't like. We'll, we'll come back. Let's let's have some positivity first. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. The versus battle. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I. I want to hear your thoughts first. Oh, uh, I mean, it was all right. I'll be, so, for my thoughts, first of all, I was just like, "Oh, it's gonna be a fucking, it's gonna be a landslide. Why bother watching a whole bunch of drunk dudes on stage?" Which I was right about. Just kind of ramble on. So, I actually, not even pay attention to it until you know, suddenly that that little the, the black Twitter fucking sign went up. You know, saying like the bat sign. And it was like, "Reg, <laughs> shit is happening." And I was like, "All right, let me go into this." Honestly, and I. Probably one of the best hip hop shows I've been to in years. It it was 
relatively on time. At least it wasn't too, too late. Uh, not all the time, but a good amount of the time, surprisingly, there were just beats and people rapping on top of the beats without their vocals behind them. Well, no, that's, been, only, that's only the locks, so. though. But I'm saying that's even even part of the time. I have not heard that in years. Years, friend, years. And it was just, I think it, it was a great day for New York. It was just to, and I know some people were disturbed, it was just a whole bunch of rap dudes talking a lot of cash shit. And what was kind of cool was, even though it really wasn't like a fucking, like, you know, old school battle battle, you know, battle rap per se, it definitely had that vibe of where there's people on there and the energy at a thousand, anything goes, insults, yada, yada, yada. But it's still done in the lane of like, kind of like the love of hip hop. Like everybody's there. All that anger, all the aggro you see is not about anger and aggro. You know, anger and fucking aggressiveness towards the fucking per- their target is just like, oh, this is a fucking, we're in this primal arena of who's the best rapper, who's the, it's a competition, long story short. And I, and I thought more so than a lot of, basically it was the most verses of all verses. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll talk about like versus like the brand in a minute, um, but the show was like, it, it annoyed me because I, I do... <laughs> Like, just get annoyed with, like, you know, 20 dudes trying to rap at the same time yes. over their own vocals. And, and all off, so it's just a, a really bad, just fucking, it's, it's, it's the worst chorus ever, basically. <laughs> but but I, I will say this. I've always been a Dipset fan. I used to live in Cameron's old building in oh, Harlem. shouts. You know, um, I got to, like, you know, chop up with Cameron a couple times. <laughs> Really cool dude. Um, so I, I I came into the whole arena, I guess, as Dipset fan. I left the Locks fan. The Locks, Jadakus were. I mean, they've always been underrated, but they came to play. You know, it's like it's like Serbia going or France going against USA. You know, in the Olympics, <laughs> right? Like like the underdog came in and 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 stole the show. And I feel like that's what happened with this this whole thing. Um, and I thought that was that was genius. Like I, you know, the locks now, <laughs> their stock has gone up <laughs> so high, so quickly. <laughs> So it's it. This is it's it's on some. If the SEC should investigate, basically, that's how bad. <laughs> this is on some GameStop shit. <laughs> but uh, I say that out of love because, like you said, they were always heavily underrated. Like Jada Kiss is always he's showing up murdering verses. A couple of years ago, in that Schoolboy Q Blank Face album, um, mm-hmm. the the title song, the title track. Jadakiss yeah. destroys it. It's probably like probably my favorite rap verse of that year. These are dudes that were still just great rappers who kept up with the game, had great energy back then. Went to the Puffy system if you think about it, because it's not like they, it's like they were some dudes that kind of hood dudes that kind of fell into rapping and then kind of broke up. There are people who are with Rough Riders, you know, working with Puff Daddy, you know, touring, you know, very early on when hip hop was kind of able to kind of put these tours because, you know, somehow I guess the money spoke more than the fucking racism because it was a lot harder in the 80s. You know, did this really premiere showman? And it reminds me a lot of Red and Meth. Like one day show up and you see like, oh, yeah. shit, these dudes have not lost a step. It's just like, you know, they've been doing it for years, for decades. 
So I, what I loved about it is the idea is that me too. We all thought it was going to be a wash. It was going to camera was going to show up, crack a couple of jokes, and the locks are going to come out there and do their songs. But no, the locks came out like on some like we're bringing it back to the tunnel. Like we're performing here. It's not just us hanging out. And like despite all a thousand one guys on stage, despite all the fucking you know stop play rewind and all the shit talking. It was a great show. So like, like for me, I just, I just, I loved it. It's, I, I, what I liked about, like I said, is, is the first time where you know generally these shows seem to be a celebration of the artists, you know, both sides. Yeah. (laughs) But this was just basically like, nah, fuck your, fuck your, fuck your couch to quote Chappelle. But I like that. I like the idea of we had these two people quote unquote defending a crown. I think if you really think about it, you know, New York rappers. You know, of a certain era, this is the only way it could have went down. Like, like he kind of like it would like it, I could imagine that Jay, Jay and fucking Nas would have been cool to watch and have been very polite and sat there and relaxed and it would have been nice. But you know, the reason why we fall in love with them is not because you know Black President's Jay and Nas. We fall in love with them for Ether Takeover Nas. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. I feel you. I, I do have to say that's probably why New York kind of hip hop kind of takes the L because there's no community or camaraderie. <laughs> you know, everybody's at each other's throats. You know, but um, but no, yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the, these dudes were like, "Oh, versus battle." Oh shit! Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like that's all they they they, they saw. Like they're they running around the block. Else. They're out here. You know what I'm saying? They getting the cheesecake from fucking. From like, juniors, you know what I'm saying? They're doing you all know, like like I mean they had the dude like um the let's get ready to rumble dude like Yes. They, they literally were like, This is the battle. We are battle rappers, like let's do this. Let's do this at the theater in Madison, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same weekend as the Source Awards, the infamous Source Awards. Yes, I, think, I remember hearing that. Yes. I think it's like the same weekend. Yeah. Like it, there's a lot of like history. <laughs> in that venue, you know, in terms of like hip hop battling, um, I don't know if that if that was intentional or not intentional, but um, but yeah, no, it's like I I thought that was really interesting. Like like it was very much like these dudes like literally saw verses and like took that to heart, right? And and yeah, no, it, it's it's a it's a very glorious throwback to like that era of NYC hip hop, where it was still street level. Obviously, these dudes were making money. Um, but it, it was, I don't know. It's, it's almost like an MMA fighter type of thing where it's yeah. like, they're still in your community, even though they're making money, they weren't like a puffy or J level where they're at, like at the MoMA and then on yachts. Right. Like, and I think like, that's kind of the most interesting thing about that era of hip hop. You could throw in DMX in that era as, as well. Um, where they're, they're just these street level dudes and you, you see like 20 years later, Still the same dudes. <laughs> yep. And, and it's the fact that they're hungry. And, and it's something where it's weird where, and it's not necessarily old school cats do it, but it's something about like dudes. It's like, look, I want to, I want to make sure that you leave here a little embarrassed about my skills. And it's the yeah. idea of where it's like, you know, I'm spitting hardy. And you do hear it a lot nowadays, but I do think a lot of, and maybe it's production, uh, even because the thing is like, you know, like a Uzi Vert or even a Playboy Cardi, like you know, as people make fun of Playboy Cardi, when Playboy Cardi shows up, you, you you get the idea he's doing the most in his mind. It's fucking genius, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like come up here, I'm doing the Playboy Cardi, I'm, ah ah, and this is the greatest shit ever, mind blowing. 
awesome, right? It is a confidence there. It feels like for some reason, and I don't know if it's because of, you know, it could be maybe the, the use of auto-tune, or even, I can't even see that, because even a young thug has like a certain confidence there. It feels like a lot of young, like a lot of the young current era rappers is all about being cool. It's like, how do I flow on it? Yeah. It's kind of a little detached. And like, it's nice to see people like, yo, I am trying to get this bag. And going back to the idea of like the really quick rise, it's like they were thirsty and they kind of they went for the gold and they got it. So it was like it was something kind of cool to kind of see that, you know, like, oh, I'm I I am really trying. This is not me kind of half-assing it. I could come over here and sit in my chair. They could play the MP3s. It's like, no, I want blood. Yeah. And, and Dipset half-assed it. Oh, yeah. Like. They they were drunk as hell. I think like uh, Jim Jones like fell off the stage or some shit like that. It, they like, were dip, and it and it sucks because they were what we like about Dipset. To be honest with you, at, at the end oh, of the yeah, day, oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the kind of their performance you kind of expected. But at the same time, it was like you know they, they, again, you know, bring us you know a knife to a gunfight. I mean, look, look I thought Jadakiss was going because Jadakiss had like this very impassioned plea about like not rapping over like tracks right rapping over instrumentals like i I, yeah i mean (laughs) i thought i really thought they were going to come to blows to be honest i thought it was going to be a a actual versus battle you know like i I don't know who who owns versus now like is it title i think it's title i I don't know if they're insured for that (laughs) but that's why i think styles we had to go out there on some like look It's peace now. Let's make sure there's peace when we get home. <laughs> we see in New York guys. We see very bulging jeans. We see certain motions. Let's all, you know, put our arms around our girls and go to, you know, Dallas barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Peace. <laughs> As you do. I feel like that that needs to be where the after party like should be is Dallas barbecue. Oh, absolutely. It, it's 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 it may not be the one that's close to it, but it's maybe the Dallas barbecue fucking in like Brooklyn. That has to, that has to be that has to be the at the after party. Like yeah, like that that should be in the contract. And the Henny Kula <laughs> is is just huge goblets of, of monstrosity Hennessy fucking margaritas <laughs> are just fucking coming down the pipe like fucking conveyor belt style. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, but no, I, I mean, it, it it was the first verses I've watched. I think since they went to this new form. Well, no, it's like the second or third, right? Like, I do think the brand is kind of lost its, its cachet a little bit in terms of, you know, the quarantine era thing. It was all kind of about like, you know, let's do something like cool and creative. Now it's definitely more theatrical, in in the production. I think we kind of lost something. Um, but you know, I, I do think it's a really cool brand for the culture. So, uh, yeah, shout out to versus. Yeah, shout out to versus. I'll even say this much. I definitely agree for you. It's lost something. I think, and obviously this is going to be, you know, a, a random flash in the pan, most likely as far as fucking aggressive, the aggressive nature of it. It won't happen again. I think the, you know, maybe not has to be as aggressive, but definitely that whole dynamic of where one guy came to play and one guy didn't, they kind of made it entertaining in itself. Similar to like Teddy Riley. Remember we had all those technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was even though it's gotten a little polished, let's just say versus and a little bit kind of formulaic, it was cool for them to throw a wrench in this one. So, you know, props to them. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And then uh speaking of the locks and their success, you know, me and Stone were talking before we had the pre the pre talk and we're gonna make mention of somebody and I decided we're not. But let's just say there's a certain person, you know, living in a certain stadium, Phantom of the Opera style. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
a little vacant action, a little bit hippie, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that person, you know, post the win, you know, next day flew a certain group, the locks, out there at three in the morning to lay a new verse on his new album, which should hopefully get, you know, those things called paper. So, you know, props to them, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's about it. It's, it's cool seeing it's cool seeing Cool Brothers win. No, definitely. Um, we're, we're not talking about this. We're only going to talk about this if this person drops an album. Yes. We're tired of talking. We, uh, we spent uh, a whole last podcast talking about this. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> Nothing yeah, burger. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, and I guess on to, on to people we like, Riri. Yeah. Riri is rich, very rich. Billionaire rich, you know what I'm saying? Billionaire. Came out on that crazy idea that, you know, maybe, you know, it's be a nice way to have people have makeup that matches the skin tone. Crazy idea. Maybe it'd be nice to have sexy other things that fit a wide variety of body types. Me, crazy idea. Somehow, Riri was just like, hey, you know, this bigotry, you know, this 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 underserved market you guys have, you know, I could come in and serve it. And she's just been serving that shit to a billion motherfucking dollars. Yeah, look, I I So first off, props to Rihanna, right? Like yes. like I mean, look. Do I think that Fenty would be as big as it is? I don't think that was like something that even Rihanna thought was in the cards, but there's a huge market for this. Um, I mean, I read I read the business trades oh. on my yacht <laughs> in Newport. Th- that pink financials times, you know, you pull that paper out on the subway. It's like, ooh, that dude's rich. I I'm on my boat him. in Newport, and I'm just like, oh shit, you know, like financial times, the pink paper, the pink you know, paper. If you, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's to the point now where like Victoria's Secret is like sweating because they're seeing like you know. And they have to change their whole MO now because they see like Fenty kind of taking off. And like Fenty's like, it's it's not just a, oh, this is something that a musician is doing. This is actually becoming like a, a mainstream <clears throat> brand, uh, which is huge, which is huge. You know, I don't think we've had something like that. I mean, you know, obviously we have Yeezys, which is kind of staying streetwear. We've always had like Rockaware and FUBU and, you know, whatever. But like a lot of those artists associated like labels kind of you know failed you know like even uh beyonce's first label like house of darion like 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 crashed and burned you know it's and now it's really really interesting to see um like artists kind of pivot their brand into like billion dollar companies so look i am happy for rihanna people are trying to drag rihanna on twitter i do not want to see it i'm sorry yeah and look, I am sorry. <laughs> I, I I agree a hundred percent. You know, all billionaires bad, guillotines, firing squads. You know, death by fufu, whatever. There's a lot of things out there, but at the end of the day, I really can't get mad at a woman who basically was abused, was bankrupt by her manager. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, her idea wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna sell fucking fatty foods. Her idea was just like, hey, it'd be nice if you know brown skinned girls could have nice makeup. It'd be nice if, you know, somebody who's, you know, you know, you know, somebody who's who's extremely obese has nice fucking, you know, lingerie. It'd be nice if somebody's in a wheelchair could have a way to kind of do it also. Like it's it's I get capitalism bad and I do agree. And I think maybe even Rihanna might agree to it too if you get her some fucking, you know, some some weed. But uh it's the idea of that, you know, it's still an, we still live in a capitalist system and the idea that she's accomplice you know, a wealth as a black woman and a black woman artist, by the way, because think about that too. Yeah. Where 
It's very rich to be a very, I mean, it's very easy to be a rich entertainer. It's really hard to have that much power over your career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even Taylor Swift answers to somebody, as we saw, you know what I'm saying? When she lost her fucking masters. Rihanna's just fucking, she's just her own monstrosity on her own. And like I said, it's, it did it, and I won't say ethical, because it's hard to be an ethical billionaire. But I can get oh, mad yeah. at somebody saying, hey, you know, you know, dark skin girl, here's a makeup line just for you. And and going back to the last thing is, and be a leader at it. Like, it sucks that, in a weird way, the same way Rihanna's able to kind of do so well, it's also unfortunate because it shows you how underserved those markets are. Like, you know, literally, you know, if there's any kind of critique about capitalism is the idea where if the whole goal is to make money, why were you white motherfuckers leaving all that fucking money on the fucking shelf? You know what I'm saying? That was just white supremacy. And so I really can't get mad at somebody kind of saying, hey, you know, here's a, here's a market that needs something that wants to compare it to their peers, gives it to them, something that makes it feel good, and she makes money off of it. You know, ball out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, dump ASAP Rocky because I've got a middle-aged black man right here waiting for you in Brooklyn Boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've got a barefoot wine in my cup. I'll rub your toes. You know what I'm saying? It's let me let me borrow the private jet to Bali every, you know, two or three yeah. months. That's all. Yeah. I mean, look, I, 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 I'm mad at the people who are dragging Rihanna, who, you know, I, I think was it Dr. Dre who was the first black billionaire, musician billionaire, right? Like, you know, Jay, everybody's like, yo, Jay and Puff, oh my God. And can, somehow like the knives are out for Rihanna. Can Come I, on. can I can I have I'm gonna have a toxic masculinity moment? How small is your dick to get mad at that shit? You know what I'm saying? Why are we here repping guy gang? You know what I'm saying? Get no, I feel yeah. you, and, and, I, and like I will say, the culture has changed. I will say, you know, all these people realize that they will not be billionaires. You know, so now it's like the knives are out. But like again, like, and look, I understand. Like, if you are a billionaire, that means you have exploited people for like your own. You know, financial gain. Like, I don't know where Fenty Beauty like it's made. I don't know where Fenty is made. It's probably made in the same factories that all of our other clothes are made. Um, I do want to say, well, no, no, no. They, they, you're right. They, I was gonna say because I know the makeup line tries to be ethical. The clothing line, no possible way. That that's just a cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and and but I I I I just for me, it's more about let's step back and like enjoy this moment, right? Like, look, yes, we have black male billionaires. That's great. But a black female female billionaire, that's not Oprah. I mean, that's huge to me. A young. And yes. Yep. Yes. Young. Young. And like, again, like like you said, like somebody who's been through so much in her life to kind of flip it and become a billionaire. Um, you know, I, I, I got to step back. I, I will take the time to criticize the system because there's a lot of systems at play. Um, you know, but let's just take this this moment and say like, yo, this is this is a win. Yeah, it's a win. You know, um, that just it also means that we we won't get the the Rihanna album ever, like ever. Know. But you if, know. if any of y'all got some demos, them shits is worth bazillions now. Yeah, I do want like a Watch the Throne era Rihanna though. Like uh, I am rich. Like <laughs> it's it's weird though. Like, because that would be the reason why is because she has come, she's become mythical now, right? She's she's basically yeah. in Guns N' Roses, Chinese Democracy, you know, Dr. Dre, True. fucking, you know, all these, you know, detox. And she, like that's where her album is now. So it would actually be a great time to release it. But I mean, going back to the idea, the music industry is successful. Wow, do do you want to do do you want to go? You know, I, somehow yeah, there's a Max Martin remix out there. 
suddenly the baby's rapping over your trap, you know, in, in some mixtape somewhere. Do you, do you really want to go back to that cesspool? I don't know. I mean, it's basically like, do you want to make like $20 million max in a, in a music career or like a billion dollars selling clothes and beauty products? Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I, I think you know? I think even if, even <laughs> if you're that rich, you're still in Netflix and chill mode. It's like, yeah, I could go out there, tour, lay 85 takes of one vocal, you know, practice, you know what I'm saying? Get, get, get the strength up, get the stage set up, yada, yada, yada. Or I could sit at home and just be like, I like that design. I don't like that one, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's like, and you gotta go on tour. You gotta like play like 150 cities across. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's, no. that's rough, man. Rough. No, it's all good. Like she, you know, she went out on a high note. Anti is my favorite Rihanna album. It's all good. Let, let's let's give it up. Yeah, give it up. <laughs> give it up to Ghost. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. And uh, the last but not least, the new music that gets Registone going. We're driving up to our beautiful mountain chateaus in the Swiss mountains, you know, leaning back with some expensive wine, white women under our arms, and hanging out with, who are we hanging out with in that situation? Gotta be somebody, Repub- oh, f- um, fucking Caesar. <laughs> Caesar? Um, Daniel like, Caesar. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then I was like, like who, who would I be like in the, a Swiss the mountain? Roman god, you know, Caesar? Was, yeah, okay, like, cool. Who's who's who would I I'll leave if in that weird club where it's just like it's black men who love blonde women like it's me and Tiger Woods who else would be in that club I figured it'd be fucking Daniel Caesar would be there yeah I, I was about to say like I would hang out with a hologram of Caesar the Roman god it was cool that's that's the ultimate flex dope HBO show you know what I'm saying graffiti yeah. everywhere he was a hood dude that's, you know what I'm saying got taken out ultimate flex dude got taken like, out yo we got we got Caesar over here well, yeah. who you got killed like a. <laughs> The, the Warriors. Who was the main? Cyrus was the main dude that got killed by the other mm, Warriors yeah. movie. See? Caesar, Cyrus, same shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool dude. Like, like, let's go. Fan of hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, on the Rappity Raps, there's a musician that influenced the Regent Stone, who we love. Pink Sifu, Polymath. He raps. He sings. He does a lot of punk music. I uh, believe Alabama born, but you know, you find him in LA, you find him in Brooklyn. He dropped an album that we both fell in love with Ensley a couple of years ago. He followed up yep. with it with a very politically edged pure punk album called Negro. And this time he's back on his, I believe this is a Webster's term, hip hop shit <laughs> with this current <laughs> record gumbo. Yeah, so I actually got to listen to most of the record. I didn't finish it, um, but I did think while well, I was listening to the album, it's like, oh, he's channeling his dungeon family, like Heavy. you know, Steez, and that was the case. Like he, this is like his tribute to dungeon family. It's definitely different from his last two albums, especially Inslee, which is kind of more, I'd say, his tribute to like Digable planet, planets, like things like that. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. Like he's a really interesting dude, um, and, and the fact that he kind of like he basically has this tribute. You can tell like it is a tribute to Dungeon Family and, and down south hip hop and, and Atlanta hip hop, but it's filtered through his own lens, which I thought was really interesting as well. And, and that's really hard to pull off. Yes, to be honest. 
it's 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 very because you know Southcast and that that whole Southern funk is very iconic. It's something that we've all used to kind of absorb. So for him to kind of go back there and have a Georgia and Mojo does it sound like it's a fucking weird like fucking you know just paste it on copy paste it in Pro Tools type fucking you know guest appearance where it sounds organic. What I love about it is the <clears throat> even beyond the basic Dungeon Family sound where he had a big group on there. It also captured the the how they were very eclectic, you know what I'm saying? Infamously yeah. so, you know, with fucking, you know, Love Below, but just how, like, you know, you would have, like, this pure R&B song. Then you would kind of go into this hardcore, you know, almost dead press hip-hop, minimalist, angry, you know, the sort of bass hip-hop song. Back to this fun, almost party song. Back to this sample song. Back to some R&B stuff. It just was... For, it was very wide and varied as he's apt to do as an artist, but it was also very cohesive. It was very, it, it's, and you know, it's, there's, what's cool about Sifu is that wherever he goes, whatever he decides to kind of dabble in, there's always soul there. It's always yeah. very soulful. So even when he does punk, even when it, it's, it's not just like, all right, cool, I'm going to do some rap rock shit. When I was listening to Negro, I never really got the same image as I, you know, the same kind of muscles that kind of kick when I listen to, like, let's say, you know, I guess unironically nowadays, because they're weirdly back, Limp Biscuits, or even somebody who's even better like Rage. It's just like it's just the, the funk is there, the soul is there. It reminds me a lot more of let's say early, you know, Sly and the Family Stone, you know, of Parliament Funkadelic when they're doing more of their rock stuff. And so that's the thing where he always kind of has this like deep soul, and I, I think it's something. And I know I'm gonna get some flack from here. We kind of have to be in the South, I think, to kind of really do well with. I think it's something where, and don't get me wrong, us Northerners, you know, all us Northern Black people know a little bit about the boogie, but it's the idea of where you know you've got generations who've lived in these places where you know yeah. they've seen things, they've passed things down. You know, it's a little bit slower. They're able to contemplate, they're able to absorb more things. Where you know, going back to the idea of where you know other places, very much like you got to go, 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 go. It's just kind of cool, kind of hearing you know all these little black subgenres kind of call back to and kind of put into Sifu's world where he's still able to make it sound like cohesive. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and you know, I was reading an article that he did, I think with passion of the, of the whites, um, it was like an older article when, when Inslee dropped and it's just kind of talking about like growing up in the, in the South. Um, and also I guess he like his family split between like the South and Ohio but he'll go like go out to, to down south and like basically, like his family reunions for funerals. Like he's mm. seen some shit. Like you know, it's just very interesting to kind of see, like, his background and how he talks about his background and me growing up, up in the south, um, and kind of like relating to a lot of that stuff. Um, and you can kind of see it in in his music. But again, like before this album, I wouldn't consider him, him like a down south artist, right? He, you know, Inslee, I think, was very much more of a Brooklyn album to yeah. me. Um, but you, like, the more and more I look at it, especially with this album, like, you can kind of see a lot of those traits. And I think he's trying to resurface a lot of that as, as well. So, yeah, no, it's, 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 he's like one of the most interesting hip hop artists, I think, um, out there right now. And, um, yeah, it's, I, like, I'm always excited to, like, listen to an album from uh, Pink Sifu. Yeah. So, yeah, well, props to him. Like I said, it's something where, you know, 
just just his work continues to be great. It's just like you know, Ensley was a personal favorite of ours. You know, I love Negro a lot. I love Negro the deluxe version version even better. And history continues. So you know, all the, all the love to him, and I just hope that you know, long career. Like I said, it's him and the whole clique. There's um there's a woman called VCR on the album. It's it's kind of like somebody pointed out to me. It's very much a labor of love of a scene. So it's kind of cool. Ready ready for this? It's kind of cool to hear the future of black music is in good mm. hands. Mm. You know, that's my that's that's that's, that's a, like that pitchfork take. That's my pitchfork. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The black music, the blacks, <laughs> the blacks is, they're still doing really good soul music out there. But yeah, props to him. Great record, great record. Definitely, I think it's going to be in one of the top at the end of the year. So yeah, you know, some soulful shit for y'all out there if y'all need it. But uh, on, on that note, I am going to end it because I had one more band I was going to mention, but I'm going to keep this. It's going to be an all black podcast. They're a white band, and you know, I'm just going to leave them for next week's. But uh, yeah. As, keep it black. Keep it black. But uh, as usual, we love y'all. Stay safe. Stay vaxxed. Stay vaxxed stay and masked. You know what I'm saying? You never know. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.